Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Stronghold. My name is Sean, and as always, I will be your host and dungeon master for the next hour or so, as we follow our dauntless adventurers on their strange times in Elfland and other worlds. Before we get back into the action, however, let's take a minute to remember what happened last time, as our three heroes... Spent some downtime in Fairy World trying to come to terms with everything that's been happening. Draman trying to reestablish connection with the gods and get his magic under control. Freddy setting out into the woods to do training, physical and magical, to become a better combatant in their numerous fights. Ending up meeting Phantalus and having a Minotaur summoned for him to fight which he did mostly by running away and throwing fireballs over his shoulder. And finally, Thomas, who set out to explore the local area, find Phantalus, and maybe attempt to sell his soul in exchange for magical powers. Now, with all of their trials and tribulations and trainings complete, we find them again back in Phantalus's manor once more, ready to decide what happens next. So, you you all do your things. You all practice controlling your magic. You uh, you start to experiment with the new powers you've been given. You recuperate from fighting minotaurs in the woods. Thomas, I guess you go and collect minotaur horns. Yeah. So, that's congratulations. A, that's a normal thing a, to do. Do I get a nice set of minotaur horns? Sure. You can have a nice set of Minotaur horns toasted, if you want. Toasted Minotaur horns. They are a little crispy. All right, uh, a little crispy, cracked. Nice set of crispy Minotaur horns. Uh, they, I'm adding them to my backpack. They look uh, kind of cooked. Uh, a little scorched on one side. That sounds like an indie band. <laughs> crispy Minotaur horns. <laughs> nice set of crispy Minotaur horns. <laughs> they use a zither. Because why the hell not? Why not? Why wouldn't you? And it sounds like you pretty much ignore the weirdness of the place. Do you talk about your experiences with one another at all? Nope. Uh, I talk about everything but the Minotaur attack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I want to know about, really. So that's kind of stupid. Andromeda, I assume your faith journey is private? Yeah. Um, that's, I, I'm not going to talk about that. Okay. That's not really a sharing moment. So... The days start to blend together, and one leads into the next as much as it can in a place that doesn't really have a day-night cycle. Um, the manor is routinely lit up with lanterns, and then those lanterns are put out, but at no point is it ever really substantially brighter or darker, nor does the temperature change nor does the smell change, nor do you feel particularly hungry. This time is formless. It has no impact upon you. How long does this go on? Still using the term days for convenience sake before 
you think about doing things? Uh, maybe once we get a little bored exploring the manor, seeing all the things, you know, like the first day of vacation, everything's like super fun and cool. Mm -hmm. And then by like day five, you're like ready to go home. Okay. I feel like when we start feeling that feeling. How long does it take to feel that feeling? How long after your Minotaur fight, which was on day five? Oh, immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want want to go home. (laughs) All right. But for different reasons. He's not bored. (laughs) He doesn't want to go. I just don't want to fight another Minotaur again. (laughs) Or go. (laughs) The fact that he just walked up to me and was like, Minotaur. Or go eight rounds with the dwarf. Yeah, he's like, I know what would be good for you. Starts with Minna and ends with Tar. Red, poof. There you go. It's like, how about some dwarf boxing? So, you've explored the manor, and you found it a very strange place. Essentially, it is as though trees have grown in the shape of an enormous building. Uh, They are at times nearly trunk to trunk with with one another, and at other times, there is some distance. And in or around these trees, there are a variety of porch-like buildings that serve as the actual residence quarters for Phanthalus and all of his hangers-on. They seem mostly simple, undecorated. Empty is the word that springs to your mind. Occasionally, however, you do find doors that lead into the trees themselves. These places are almost the opposite, as they take the shape, size, and style of actual houses. Houses like you might find in Addo, in other towns in Eideron, in Caton. They take the shape of elven homesteads and dwarven holds, and even one is a giant's shepherd cottage filled even with all the paraphernalia needed to herd yaks and mammoths. The purpose of these rooms is, or buildings, is unknown as no one ever seems to be in them. And in some cases, like in the sort of Addo countryside home that you found in one of them, there is even a yard with a garden and sky and clouds and trees and it's a self-contained world but well confusing in the extreme that is the extent to which you have explored this manor though so you guys ready to go to Addo? how do we get there think really hard about where you want to go and i think the forest will take you towards your destination first all right cool we're just, hold on, we're just going to gloss over this whole thing after staying here, this 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 in-between worlds thing that's going on. We're not acknowledging that. We're just moving on. Yep, pretty much. That's how I cope. This is, this this doesn't make any sense. Oh, this is, what is going on? Ever since we left Addo and we moved to Caton and we were just chilling we found a dead king. None of this makes sense. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, Phanthalus can open up portals to pretty much anywhere. Anywhere? 
Yeah, he opened up a portal and they showed Addo and all the towns outside of it. Wait and the a bay. minute. Why didn't, why didn't he do that when we got here? I think he forgot that he could do it. Is he okay? I don't think so. He keeps talking about trying to find his home. He keeps trying to he's... pit me against anything. What is he trying to pit you against? A dwarf um, that min- 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 Minotaur. <laughs> I told him I'm not a I'm not a fist fighter, and he's like, I can put you in against a dwarf. I'd I'd pay to see that. I'd pay you to see to fight a Minotaur. No. <laughs> Too bad that's never gonna happen. It never has happened. That's not a real thing. Why are you dead set on Minotaurs? Oh, because I found a crispy Minotaur. That was a coincidence. Tastes pretty good. You ate it? Yeah, it was already cooked. <laughs> was it Thomas? cooked, cooked, or have, was it overcooked? It's a little bit rare. Have you but... ever put like, a whole turkey in the oven, <laughs> then turned the oven to 1,000 degrees for two seconds? Because if you, if you did that, the inside still isn't cooked, you know. It is a little rare, but... <laughs> <laughs> a little rare? Plus, it was Minotaur Tatar. It's like... It's... Minotaur <laughs> Tatar. Minotaur Tatar. Uh, I just got a little bit of olive oil and it was oh good to go. Minotaur Tatar. It's, it's a delicacy back in Addo. All of the all of the very wealthy merchant princes love to eat Minotaur Tatar. They have sorcerers around just to blast it for a split second. The most up-and-coming adventurers, they get their start by being minotaur hunters for the, the, purposes, for the purposes of minotaur tartar. And you have tartar. to serve it with a little bit of tartar it's sauce. It's a whole industry. <laughs> it's a whole industry. Minotaur tartar with tartar based sauce. Based on a pun. Nothing is wasted either. That's why you can get the hide and the, the horns. Yeah, and then you have a nice cape. Minotaur cape and minotaur tartar. Um. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, go back to the conversation. It was very good. It was I little... am stupider now than before <laughs> we said the, <laughs> the phrase Minotaur Tartar. How's your mental health there, Drama? Bad. <laughs> it just got worse. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Minotaurs are not bad. This one was a little gamey, a little crispy on the outside, but you know. It's what you get. I would imagine Minotaur is kind of gamey. Um, I feel it's, it's probably pretty stanky, too. Like, you can just taste the stank. No, because you just, you burned off the stank. I didn't burn anything. No, I'm saying, like, out of character. You you <laughs> nuked that thing from orbit. From orbit is how you fight all your fights. <laughs> so you hey. don't get hit. <laughs> they can't hit you if you're on another planet. Hey. I right. feel like we need to address the fact that there's this guy, question mark, being, um, that is so forgetful, he, he he doesn't have a great sense of time, can open up portals, you said, to anywhere, and can summon... He said he's a fairy. I, I'm guessing he's like the fairy king. Well, I'm, right? what I'm going to guess Ish. is he called himself the archer. Okay. Any of that ring a bell from your folk tales? Everyone roll knowledge history checks. I got a seven. Eighteen. Okay. Thirteen. Okay. Draman, you know, and even more so because of your religious background, that 
the figure of the archer has been one long revered as a quasi-deity in very sort of peasantish folklorish traditions out in places where there are lots of trees where hunting is the major way of life where connection with the forest is intimate there are people who talk about the spirit of the archer the hunter the man in the woods they all sort of blend together as this figure who wields awesome power and controls or dominates the woods it's a very common almost archetype across various cultures though the term is familiar i do remember hearing about such a such a being before but it's just stories it's not i mean i made a pact with him hold on mean hold on roll that back real quick you did what yeah like get a blood oath? i get to do questionable shit for power like a blood oath no there wasn't any blood sure positive i would have done that in a heartbeat <laughs> so you're saying you have magic now because he gave you power hey Phantalus, can i have a dwarf to fight Phantalus is not here right now please call back <laughs> later <laughs> please leave your message at the tone Phantalus is in the 20th century right now <laughs> he's somewhere <laughs> he's on a whole other plane of existence he's in cleveland visiting the rock and roll hall of fame I believe that. I believe he oh can probably God. shred, too. <laughs> He's the one that started the hippie movement. They saw him and a like, dude, why not? Are those flowers in your hair? Yeah, they just grow there. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh stupid. Anyway, <laughs> Phantalus is not here right now. To, to give you a dwarf to fight. All right, cool. I'll just do something else. I'm going to point at Freddy and cast sleep on him. Whoa, 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 um, whoa. <laughs> all right, Freddy, roll a saving throw. What kind of saving throw is he rolling? Um, a sleepy saving throw. Actually, don't roll a saving throw. It's, I just roll 5d8, and it's the total is how many hit points a creature oh, the yeah. spell can affect. Okay, uh, roll your 5d8. How many hit points do you have, Freddy? 61. <laughs> yeah, how do you have so many? Oh, yeah, because we're level 7. Because Freddy's uh, a no, beast. No, you can't get that. You no. can't get him at all. Freddy, you feel very tired, but you are not asleep. Did I see him, like, focus on me? Yep. Well, I... Yeah, because he pointed yeah. to him and was like, sleep! <laughs> I believe there are... Pretty much just, like, like wave my hand at you. Are there verbal and somatic components? Yes. Then it means that you did some type of gesture and spoke some type of words. Thomas, are you a warlock now? What's that? Yeah, what you is that? You just tried to put me to sleep. What is that? Yeah, I know I could do that, but like it just popped up in my head. What do you mean it just popped up in your head? Do you think I know anything about magic? I just do shit now. <laughs> so you just knew you could say sleep and throw your hands around. Yeah, I can also do this. Watch this. You know, like, you see, like, I motion at myself, and um, protective, like, this protective, glowing, like, frost-colored aura surrounds me. Interesting. Dude, try to punch me. Do it. I'm not punching anything. 
Are you yes. gonna try to punch him? No. Why do would it. I try and punch him? Just do it. Come on. I'm not gonna do punch it. you. I'm not do gonna it. punch you. I'm you not won't gonna do punch it. You. I'm not gonna do punch it. you. The gods are fake. I point towards you and firebolt you. Firebolt. Yeah. No, fireball. I just blow all of us up. As I'm just making sure. It was only so long until we got back to PvP. No, I knew I was, it would happen. I gotta, no, I'm trying to get you to punch me, not ma- not range attack me. Well, he range attacked you. Now what? <laughs> now it doesn't do shit. <laughs> range attack you. Now what? Ned, dodge out of the way. I don't know that that's how that works. <laughs> um. Okay, so are you that's... actually casting firebolt at him? Yeah, he asked me Roll to punch him. I asked you to punch me, not shoot a firebolt at me. Punching you with fire. What'd you get? Uh, 23. What's your AC? Lower than that. <laughs> okay, Low. you get hit with a fireball. Freddy, roll damage. You're going to kill me, you know that, right? I'm at low uh, health. No, no, no. You, We're fully you rested. Got you, should be, yeah, you, should you got all your health back. That's only 7 damage. Or actually, right, hold cool. on, sorry. Actually, I only lost. It was only 12 damage. So, so far, just to recap... <laughs> You said to Freddy, look, I got all these powers, and you said, sleep, and he was like, nothing. And you're like, check this out. Try and hit me. And then he fireballs you, and you're like, ow! Yeah. So your magic is pretty useless right now. So what did you learn? He learned how to make himself glow. And make no, Freddy a no, little no, more listen, tired than normal. My, my exact words were... I need some coffee. My exact words were, punch me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not that stupid. Yeah, so your response is like, oh, I'm not going to punch him. Firebolt. Okay. To be fair, it is a cantrip. To be fair, it does 12 super, damage. Super chill. And yeah, It's actually the opposite of chill. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's it's like me fire. saying like, it's, it's like, cool. Oh, you told me to punch you? I'm going to use Toll of the Dead. Okay. I don't know that that would do anything, would it? Anyway. Yeah. So, we've all discovered that... <laughs> That Thomas has these new powers <laughs> that don't work very well. I don't know what a pact is. What do you mean? What is? It's the opposite of you. I do questionable shit for power. Um, go ahead and roll me. Do you have religion? Is that a skill that you yep. have? Give me a religion check or an arcana check, whichever is higher for you. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> um, I don't know the religion. Good. Can I explain it to you? Him? You do understand. Uh, you are aware that uh, people who desire power, who cannot, who are not give or born with it, who do not get it from the gods, who do not want to sit through the process of learning how to do it like a wizard, uh, sometimes turn to uh, great and powerful other beings. Uh, this is typically very rare and typically very frowned upon by the religious authorities, such as they are in Eideron because they tend to be not great things, just handing out power. So basically the opposite of you. Instead of praying to gods, he Okay, power so uh, how is this going to influence how we do stuff? Are you going to have to do evil tasks? I don't know. He just said he might need some help in the quests. future, and I got to help him. And I said, like, cool, we I'm down. have to help him, or you have to help him? We. Then why don't we get special powers? Because you didn't make the pact. So then we should uh, have to Of course, you. you guys following me. As you have this whole time, we're going to go do it. We haven't been following you anywhere, Thomas. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, so... <laughs> Where's Snackbin? 
snack. Slither out of the trees. Flicks his tongue, minotaur <laughs> He saw my whole fight with the minotaur. I'm going to feed him some tatar. So what are we doing? We This need... conversation got very off track. <laughs> <laughs> You've been here for days. This campaign yeah. got yeah. very <laughs> off track. You've uh, been here for days. You're super bored. Kind of weirded out. He has new powers. I think that we need to... In general, we need to get out of here because um, I spent a lot of time trying to trying to understand uh, the magic here, and I I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I think things. Just I think visualize gonna, your goal. I think things are going to get even more unpredictable, um, and it's I don't think it's safe to be here. Uh, I don't get good vibes from anybody here. Um, this is great. What about me? I don't get good Pierre? vibes from anybody here. <laughs> What about Pierre? I said what I said. <laughs> oh yeah, we should go grab Pierre and drag her along. How are we how leaving her here? Yeah. <laughs> um, she seems very lonely. Did she level up? Yes, uh, she did level up into peasant. More peasant. <laughs> peasant level two. Uh, she did level up. Uh, you don't know what her levels are. Nobody ever asked. Um, what are Pierre's levels? You. You have to ask her, not me. I don't Does know. she know her level? Do I know my level? What do you mean just a DM? <laughs> uh, she seems lonely more than anything else. And she does not seem very comfortable here. And whereas the three of you explore and practice your magic and everything, she tends to stay pretty well put in the in the spot that you guys have settled in. She never strays too far from this sort of treehouse. Well, I certainly did initially um, take heed of her her warning that this is a kind of a dangerous place. I mean, the whole fairy world situation is a little... Uh, what are you talking about, Drama? This place is awesome. I That is enough evidence for me that we need to not be here. Yeah, I agree that found we these, should get out of here. I feel like... giant trees made out of stone. Does anybody uh, know how many days of... we've been here? I've lost track of time. Let me ask so, Nick. Two weeks? A week? Two Snack. days? How many days have we been a here? A year? Life has... <laughs> time has no meaning. Um, Snack flicks his tongue at you. Uh, uncertainly. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> yeah, it's like, we've been here a while. Snack doesn't even know. Snack doesn't know. And he's the timekeeper of the bunch. <laughs> we all know that Snack... <laughs> His tail just like keeps turning over an hourglass. <laughs> Snack pulls up a calendar. <laughs> it, he like he ran out of days, and then he keeps flipping pages where he made more calendar, and he crossed out all those days too. And now he ran out of pages, so no more calendar. I think Oops. you said the archer can open portals. Yeah, but I found him the last time just by thinking really hard about finding him, and then walk started walking, and I ended up walking towards him. Okay, let's try that. Yeah, Pierre. Uh, she comes over. Yes, Freddie. Uh, we're we're leaving. Do you want to come with us? Oh, y- yes, yes, definitely. Uh, let's go. All right, let's go. Everybody, good. Got all your stuff all packed up. Yeah. I don't um, have things, so. Well, sounds here. like you're a problem. Wow. You... I give her a ration. Hey. Just so she can carry something. <laughs> I don't have a bag to put this in. 
I'm gonna hand it. Well, now, <laughs> now you can carry it. No, look, if we just hand her all of our bags, she can become the true no, NPC character. No, we are not doing that. <laughs> she can become any Skyrim follower. <laughs> Here are the pack mule. <laughs> like, I don't want to carry this. Hold this for me. All right. So, where are you going? Lead the way, Thomas. Yeah, right, Thomas, I'm going to think you... very hard about Addo and start walking. Um, are you telling us what you're doing? No, I'm just saying, like, that's... That's what I'm doing. I'm thinking okay. really hard about Addo, and then I'm going to But you're just forward. knowing to Thomas, walk. he is yeah. saying that out loud. <laughs> when he focuses, he's like, Addo, Addo. Okay. So you... <laughs> no, you're just going to hear me mumbling to myself and like going like... <laughs> like putting my hands in my head and start walking forward. So you're like Abacadabra. Yeah. <laughs> Addo, Addo, Addo. So you leave the manor. You walk down the tree-lined avenue, and find yourselves first in the featureless woods and then at the river gorge. Then you cross the gorge and you find yourself at the edge of the marsh. Keep going? Yeah. The water is deep. Uh, It's about waist height. Uh, It comes up to about pier shoulders, and it is chilly. It does not, however, get any deeper. And as you walk through it, the trees eventually give way to marsh grasses, which continue for quite some time. Your skin, it gets pruny, and all of your clothes, all of your things get soaked through. But eventually, you find yourself coming up on dry land again. As you push your way out of the reeds and come up this very gentle slope, you see a hill in front of you. And then, as you crest that hill, out beyond, you see a desert. This desert, unlike everywhere else, is hot. Like, it it feels hot on your skin, but that heat never penetrates inside of you. It never gets to you. So, still, even... In spite of that, you find yourself shivering from time to time. The sand, it irritates your pruny skin and it gets in your shoes. But as you continue to walk, there is more sand. How many more terrains do you guys want me to continue describing? Until we reach Shadow. I'm, I'm starting to get very <laughs> suspicious of what is happening. So you walk and you walk and you walk and one terrain passes into another The desert becomes prairie. The prairie becomes hills, which become mountains, which become a series of mesas, plateaus, buttes, if you will, one after another in an otherwise desolate landscape. Eventually, you reach another mountain range, and those mountains are strange to look at. Whereas the previous ones had actually been shaped like mountains, these ones apparently take no heed of gravity or slope failure, and they are impossibly steep, and in times even seem to lean a bit in one direction or the other. To put it in terms that we would understand, it looks like it comes out of a Dr. Seuss book here. Great pass through those mountains you don't know how much time has passed but you leave a good many mountains behind you 
find more plains. You leave the plains behind you. You find more forest. Leave the forest behind you. You find a coast. You follow along the coast, or you just walk through the water. Thomas, what are we doing? What is happening? <laughs> We're looking for what Addo. Is, <laughs> what I, are you thinking of right I've now? Never, Atlantis. <laughs> we, this has never happened before. I know we're in the world of the fairies or whatever, but this is... You did say he traveled a lot. This is a ridiculous. Lot, saw a lot of things. Can we walk on the water? Are you going to try? Yeah. Uh, roll me a dexterity check, please. Is it 70? No, it's a three. Okay. Um, <laughs> you step into the water. Your your shoes go sploosh as uh, you step in a wave, and then the tide brings the wave away from you and shortly brings another up over your feet. And I step foam. back on the coast. Dang it. I don't have a prepared. I wanted to try and sneakily cast Water Walk. So he thinks he can walk on water. <laughs> I, have I, would have, I just don't have a prepared. I would have <laughs> flipped out. <laughs> guys, guys, look what I'm doing. My level up was way and more powerful. Let him get all the way out there and then stop it. It's like, hey, Freddy, you can't walk on water? Snick, watch. Do that. Do the thing. Because he can... Uh... That would be like a long-term prank. I'm going to make you believe through your entire life you can walk on water. <laughs> until it matters. Right. <laughs> and we're in the middle of a fight. Guys, I'm coming for you. <laughs> He does the like cartoon thing. He runs out on the and then he looks. Down. Just don't look down, cause then you won't fall. Uh, Snake swims in the water, uh, in slash on the water. Um, I, what are we doing, Thomas? This is you told us to follow you, and we've been following you, uh, through only for like a day. I don't even have any concept of what a day is anymore. It's a day. I don't know what's going on. What is going to happen? We're going to die. Eventually. Well, yeah, okay. In a day. And Maybe a hundred. Who knows? <laughs> Do you keep going? I'm going to think about the pillars again. What pillars? The stone trees. Stone trees. Okay. Yeah. Um, and which direction are you walking? Um... Is that like a right or left direction? There's the an ocean in front of you. Yeah. There is featureless coastline to your right. There is featureless coastline to your left. And then there's the way you came. Uh, I'm going to go right. You're going to go right? Yep. All right. You follow the featureless coastline for a duration of let's not even bother calling it time anymore. And eventually, the featureless coastline gives way to the skeletons of an ancient and enormous city. The buildings here are taller than you've ever seen buildings before. And it looks like they stretch out in depth for a long, long distance. They seem pretty well completely destroyed, except for the remnants of their sort of superstructures. It's not steel girders like we have in our buildings, but the, the bones of them are still there. The floors and the walls, though, they are largely absent. You go through them, and there is rubble between the buildings. Um, it looks like this was actual construction of some sort that has merely fallen apart. And in these ruins, there are things. It would be 
inaccurate to call them bodies because that would imply corpses. But it's hard to think of them as things because they look like people or at least like elves. And they are sitting or standing or lying or underneath things and they are all completely motionless. They do nothing. They do not react when you approach them, when you touch them, when you push them over. It's like they're mannequin. I'm going to shove one in my bag of holding. Are you, you like put this? everything in your <laughs> bag of holding. <laughs> so now you got like some pie. Now the pie's all cleaned out. Corpse. How'd you do that? Carefully. <laughs> Just sticky. I shook it out. The inside, like the walls I turned of it upside down. extra dimensional space are sticky. I turned it inside out. Defying all logic. What would happen if you turned a bag of holding inside out? It explodes. Or I think it shoots stuff out of it, doesn't and it? And anything in it gets shot out of it. I think you've tried it here, and all that <clears throat> all that happens is you have an inside-out bag now. Normally, D&D, if you put a bag of holding inside another bag of holding, it explodes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, everybody dies. And also, in normal <laughs> D&D, if you like turn a bag of holding inside out, anything in it gets, like... Ejected. Yacht. Ejected out. So you can put a whole bunch of forks Yacht. and knives inside of one and turn it into a cannon. Yeah. Nice. I like that. But here it just like <laughs> it's just an inside it's out just bag. A inside out bag with nothing in it. Now you have to put your hand in the other side to get to all the forks and knives. <laughs> and all of them are inside out now. All the forks. <laughs> no, 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 they're <laughs> inaccessible. Anyway, you found a skeleton city. It goes on for miles in every direction of these skyscrapers and mannequin things. These things in the shape of people. I'm awestruck by by the construction and the sheer magnitude of everything that's here. The sheer magnitude of of what this must have once been and the fact that it is nothing and still this huge. Okay. Once I'm done shoving the mannequin body into my bag of holding, I'm going to be very confused. Okay. And impressed. Okay. Ready? I'm just kind of standing in awe. Trying to understand what this is. Okay. What are you doing when you're here? You're, let's say, a dozen blocks into the city. I'll probably... What What's Peter doing? She's... Looking around, she seems very unnerved by all of the mannequins. There are literally hundreds on every block. So I can grab another one. If you must. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know, there. it's not unlimited space in a bag of holding, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. But he's only keeping the important stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> that is true. I only have a few things in my bag of holding. Okay. I have the minotaur horns and now a mannequin. All right. And now another one. Pierre, she seems to be uncomfortable here. And on more than one occasion during your walk to this place, she has brought up the question of like, are we sure we know we're going in the right direction? How is this getting us back to the place? What are we looking for? We don't. Um, Pierre, we don't know. We don't know. I think this is just more fairy world. Your uh, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, we... For some reason, are trusting Thomas with our direction. Um, he's he's 
he's led us some places sometimes, uh, and he seems to know what he's doing, or at least says he knows what he's doing here. I I don't understand where we're at either. Do you have any more insight into into the fairy world? Are we just walking within the world? Are we walking between planes? Is there any hope that we have of escaping this this world that we seem to be stuck in? I don't know anything about it. I, it's just a place where you get lost. That whole city must have been lost then. Does this? Does any of this construction look familiar to you? I've never seen anything like that. The things, they look like, you know, the people. But I don't think they are. They just lie there. Fake when I was shoving them into the bag. It felt fake? Yeah, it's not real skin. So, like, tacky. Tacky? Like, Like an illusion? No, they felt solid, like, real enough. They just felt like. Conjured? They don't have life juice to them. Because they're dead, Thomas. Because they're dead. Well, they're not dead either, because they're not. Uh, I'm going to cast Detect Magic. Okay. Kind of close my eyes for a second and uh, rest my hands together and then open them up and see what I see. Like in the forest when you cast Detect Magic, it becomes so intense that you can no longer see the, the physicality of it. Right, You see things in terms of the auras that are pervasive throughout this world. And just like in the forest, this is all conjuration through and through. Every, every piece of rubble, every building around you, every mannequin on the ground or up in a window. All conjuration. And the the auras, which when you initially arrived, I told you, were visible even to the naked, undetect magicified eye, they're still visible. This is still very clearly fairy world. Yeah, I don't think that we're able to get out of here just by walking and thinking really hard. I guess I guess not. Not not if we keep Walking and and I I don't feel like we're getting anywhere. Yeah, I feel like we're walking just in this loop over and over and over again. Except the loop is changing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe we need to go back and ask for help. But what Can't if you call your the archer since you're in a pact now? But what if we walk backwards Do some, and like, it's different? We're not, I'm not about to do all that. Just call your, your dude. Hey, Fantholus, we need help. There is no response. He's busy. Call harder. Busy. Call harder. You have a pact with him. He should, he. He doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. Did he give you any way to get in contact with him? No, I just figured he would just show up whenever he wanted to. 
we really need help, and I, I don't know anybody else that could help us. Is there a forest outside of the city? The city goes on for miles in every direction. You have not seen a forest nearby. Uh, I'm going to walk back out the way that we came. All right. Uh, you walk back out the way that you came, and you are on the stretch of coastline, which had been sort of your world before you reached the skeleton city. All right, let's walk back towards the mountains. Why? So I can still get them back to the manor. We walked through more than just mountains. <laughs> Start walking back to the manor. We walked through <laughs> deserts, through plains, through Every, everything I've ever seen before. You were there for that, right? You saw that too. I mean, after a while, he, he was kind so of concentrated on muttering to himself. I just kind of spaced out. Yeah, I was muttering the whole time. He's like, Adam, Adam, Adam. we don't even know how long we were walking for, dude. Hey, that's the good part. We didn't waste any time because it's not there. That, that's not how that works. Time doesn't exist to waste, so clearly we wasted yeah. no time. Yeah, perfect point. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> uh... Okay. Um, that really makes my head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't waste anything because it could have just been one day of walking. Uh, That's how I've been thinking about it. We're still on day one of being here. Yikes. Um, okay. Let's try to find Phantalus. whatever Wherever he is, let's try to get to him. I'm assuming that... Maybe Thomas has a good point that he might be closer to the manor. What do you guys think? Sure. Obviously, back? we need his help. If nothing else, we can go to the stone pillars where we saw Addo the first time. Uh, probably should have brought that up, right? You, stone you trees. You briefly yeah. touched it, but then didn't say anything about it. Yeah. Decided to walk forever. <laughs> we should probably go to the stone trees. What? what? How far away is that from Oh, the we manor? passed by it. Thomas. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> yeah. Instead of taking a, the, uh, you know how that gorge, how we walked across the tree into the marsh? Yeah. Totally. Like, when we first started walking. Yeah. If we didn't take that tree and just went straight, we would have been at the well, stone trees. if you had taken a left. Yeah, if we would have taken a left instead of taking a right. Instead of going straight. All right, let's 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 go. Yeah. Here, come on. <laughs> uh, okay. And so you you turn around. Did, Start walking the other direction. Did we get tired walking this much? No, you didn't get tired. You didn't get hungry. You did not see any kind of stars or sun or moon rise or set. Uh, you did not feel hot nor cold. You did. You didn't feel much of anything. I don't I, like this place. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I don't like not being hungry or sleepy or tired. Why? Because it's not Thomas is like, right. I'm superhuman. It's not <laughs> normal. Yeah, the thing of this, you can just walk forever, find We're everything. Defying the natural laws that exist in our world, and I don't like being away from them. I you wanna... defy the natural laws of our world. You start walking back the other way, right? Uh, Drummond, do you mind if I make up a little flavor for you? Yes, flavor me. Flavor me up, fam. Flavor me Drummond. up, fam. Add as, some salt to me. As you... Turn around and start walking back the other direction. You decide to try and keep some sort of idea of how long it's taking. And so you start saying the the most the classic prayer 
in, or the, the classic prayer to the three gods asking them for help, assistance, and health. It's short. It only takes maybe 30 seconds to say. You lose count after the first 5,000 repetitions or so. And by that time, you get back to those strange-looking mountains with their two steep sides and their uneven shapes that just look wrong. And then you proceed past all the other landscapes that I described. Okay, so 5,000... That's that's 2,500... Minutes. Minutes. So that's, uh, what, 25 divided by 60? Mm Mm-hmm. 41 hours? Yeah. I lost count after 41 hours? Yeah! (laughs) Makes sense to me! (laughs) That about makes sense! I mean, because if you never never tire out, and you're never hungry... I hate this! (laughs) This is horrible! I'm like... 41 hours, like, and I was like, oh, I guess I forgot. <laughs> forgot like, to keep the counting. The only thing that affected me was I lost count. <laughs> well, because if you don't. This is witchcraft! <laughs> Burn it all! Burn it all! That jumped right, in my back of holding. <laughs> so and you... this is the start of Drummond becoming an, inqu- an inquisitor. <laughs> I. I I I kneel down and just fireball. I am okay. So I start to lose count. I I'm going a little crazy. You actually you don't feel that crazy. Ah! <laughs> That's even worse. It's normal now. I want to feel crazy, but crazy is normal, so nothing is. So you continue walking back <laughs> for 41 hours. That's just the first part too. That's just to get to the mountains. <laughs> and you pass back the way that you came through all the previously mentioned terrains. I believe there was something about mesas and buttes. There were mountains and foothills. Forests and deserts. Plains, other forests. The desert, then the marsh, and then the gorge. And a number of Draman prayers have passed between when we lost count and here. But still, you feel the same. And you find that that crazily large log that rests over top of the gorge. And we made it here in no time at all. And off to your right at the moment, on the other side of the gorge, on a little promontory in a bend of the river below, is a clump of trees which seem completely outsized um, compared to everything else. Does this seem, on the way back, does it seem roughly, to the best of my ability, like everything is in order? Yes, everything is in the order uh, that it was previously. Okay, okay. So, okay. Um, All right, Thomas, now what? Uh, We got to say the right words. What are the right words? Let me try to remember and say them. All right, so you go to this glade, and you see it. You see these enormous trees. There are 12 of them. They are hundreds of feet tall. They are 25 to 30 feet thick. They are made of stone. 
and they are strangely textured, though your eyes at the moment can find no pattern in the various grooves and crevices that cover their surface all around, some very deep and others very shallow. The glade is grassy in the middle and covered with a robust canopy of leaves, all of which are at a tremendous height. And right now, this glade is empty. There is no Phantalus here. I'm going to try to recite what he was saying. Give me an intelligence check. Is it higher than 20 to succeed? <sighs> if it is, like, it, if it's 20 or higher, I can't succeed. I, I think it's probably 20 or 22. Yeah, it's like, I, I literally can't. Even Just on roll. A, even on a 20, Just roll. I'll get 19. Yeah, give me Just a roll. roll. 17. Uh, you... I use bend luck. Okay. And hold on. Give me one second. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I want to make sure he can do this. Gotta what does that. bend luck do? So bend luck, I use two sorcery points and I roll a 1d4 and apply that number rolled as a bonus or penalty of my choice to a creature's roll. Okay. Do you want oh, to guidance Yeah, him? I'll guidance him. Sure. <laughs> uh, so you get another d4. Plus four. Uh, oh. Since we're in fairy world, make that uh, d4 plus two for him. Three. Three total? Yeah. Okay. Plus so, his. So that's a total of, you got four? 24. Smartest you... I've ever felt. <laughs> you remember the vague sounds of what he said or the noises that he was making. And you try to recall them and you start making noises. But the ones that, that come out of your mouth are not right. And then you feel that your companions using their magic to to sharpen your memory, to heighten your ability to recall. And suddenly it does dawn on you like a ray of sun on a cloudy day. You remember what it sounded like and attempt to the very best of your ability to make those same noises in the same order. Now, the effect that you achieve is not quite the same as what he had. There is no sweeping panorama of beautiful at obey, but you can see dimly and on a much smaller scale mountains that look like the ones from back near Caton. Mountains that you recognize as familiar. The mountains that stood above the moors where rested King Oathwind's fortress barrow. Those same granite slopes. Can we jump in it? Walk through it? Hey, Pierre. Yes? Can you try going through that? Um, I'll give you a cookie. I'll walk with you. Okay. And I hold out my hand and kind of grab her. As you walk with her towards this image, it is... It's ephemeral. It's mostly transparent you can still sort of see everything behind it if anything it looks like 
it looks like a a picture projected onto a cloud of smoke. And so when you reach it, you pass through it with no sensation whatsoever. And soon enough, it is behind you. But curiously, now you are looking in the other direction that sees the river valley where Caton's farms were sown. And and the road that you took all those years ago when you first arrived at Caton as well. Orchards stretching out in either direction and fields of barley down in the low places. But I'm still in fairy world. Yep. No! It didn't work. Well, we could just walk into the forest again and find a fairy ring. No, we need to go find Panthalus. What do we see happen when, um, while he's walking through that? Now, you just see through the image, through the translucent image there on the other side, are Pierre and Freddy just looking back at you. The image is pretty well unchanged. So we can go check the manor. Yeah, what? I think we should go look for Banthalus. What did we do wrong? Uh, I just what don't is... think I got enough juice, magical power. Can I lend you some of my juice? Do you have any juice? We've done <laughs> well, right, a lot of juice now. I'm juiced. We've done this before where Freddy lent his power to me, and I was able to... We can try. I've tried it many times. Comes the voice of Phantalus from behind you. <laughs> we all hear it? Yeah. Snap and around. There he stands, looking at the same image you are. What, what have you tried before? Using this as a portal. It, uh, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, we kind of figured it, that uh, out. It just shows you the place. You need, you need something to make a connection. Something that I obviously don't have. But something like what? Would his religion be enough? No. You need a an activator, a key, a a thing that will make the connection real and not just an illusion. And like things like something those, from Caton? No. No, there are there are things in these worlds which for whatever reason are better for for punching holes between the worlds. Yes, that's that's it. Drummond, Drummond, try your femur. Uh okay. Um I pull out the lit femur and it's walk, still bright. Walk towards the <laughs> <laughs> the portal with a glowing <laughs> leg bone All right. held out in front of me. You hold it out in front of you, you walk towards this cloud. Behind you, you hear Phantalus start to chant something, and the image gets clearer, crisper, and takes on elements of sound and smell and touch as well. 
However, you reach it and you pass through it. And when you turn around, standing next to Pierre and Freddy, you see Thomas and Phantalus on the side where you just were. Well, it was worth a try. What is that you have there? I bonk Freddy with a femur. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> it was worth a try. Been waiting to do that. <laughs> Needed the right moment. <laughs> That's the second time. That's um, a femur that is like the forty-seventh time I've bonked you. Um, it's a long story. It's powerful, but it's not what would be needed here. We need something that that can connect two worlds to one another, right? Portals like this are tenuous at the best of times, but can be strengthened, solidified, made stable even, if you have the right thing. We have the keys that they gave us. Or that we stole? Oh, you mean the big key? Yeah. That we never gave to Radwin? Yeah, because we got teleported here. Yeah. Yeah. Who is carrying it? Uh, I thought Thomas. <laughs> when right. you were piling all the like, stuff. Hey, hey, I think I there. got something. What about this? I'm going to pull out the big key. Oh, that's just a key to a dwarven mine. Okay, cool. What about the rest of this gold? The rest of the what? This. I'm going to show him all the trinkets and everything. Any of this will work? Um, no, those are just witches' knickknacks, it looks like. You are very cursed. (laughs) (laughs) He says that so nonchalantly. You are very cursed. A lot of things make more sense now. (laughs) You must have been quite different before all these curses. <laughs> you are very good. <laughs> he wasn't very much different. So what we need is what about this? I pull out of my bag of holding the little eyeball. Uh that <laughs> it's also cursed. <laughs> that is a witch's third eye. Um what? They have you three have eyes. <laughs> well, not in their head, obviously. Uh no, they use that for scrying. Or seeing things. Do you mind if I leave it here with you? Yes, very much. <laughs> D- so you don't, don't want don't any want, of this gold? Don't want that. No, you don't want any of this gold you... left here either. And the gold? What gold? Or not the gold, but the trinkets. <laughs> no, all of those <laughs> stay in your bag. Put that thing back where it came over so help me. <laughs> you are very cursed. <laughs> hey, can so you break the curse that's on what? me? No one can. <laughs> so what we need is the monolith from the giants. What is that? We witnessed beings, or were told um, that beings were traveling between worlds, and uh, we found a large stone. stone. obelisk that had a whole bunch of writing that looks like the writing on your uh, stone trees. And it was very, very magic. Yes, it hurt very bad. Mm. Lots of conjuration. I think in that case, that was just another... That was another portal. Traveling between worlds is easy enough. The giants do it all the time. I have done it frequently. It's 
moving from not a world here into a world, moving from not existing to existing, which is the difficult part. Do we just like step sideways? So hold on. What if we just observe ourselves? Because this sounds pretty quantum. So <laughs> don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't. No. He holds up a mirror. You see yourself. Nothing happens. I stop existing. No. Um, <laughs> Schrodinger's drama. You have your ring, don't you? That that one that you got from Radwin. Radwin. I do. Why? I... Did, why didn't that work? Can you like see if it works for this? It does the opposite of what we want. Huh. What are you talking Just about? Just wish yourself really hard into that I... dimension. Take it off. Maybe it'll let us go back. I need to willingly change between worlds. Mm. Mm. Show me. Hold up the my hand. Has the ring on it. Ah. Very nice. I made that. You You made this? Yes. It's to keep you from being pulled into a different world. If you go through of your own accord, then you go through, which is how you got here. So could it help us? No. It's a protection. It's a ward. All right. (sighs) It seems like we don't... It kept me from being summoned a whole lot, which was good. So I feel like we're just running in circles now. He's chill with the fact that I have his ring. (laughs) He probably has a better one. Um... I don't know that we have um, anything anything. to get out of here. Well. Oh, by the way, do you know anything about a city full of, like, elf mannequin or not elf mannequin people? Oh, yes. Um, That's not mine. I, that belongs to another person who's stuck here like me. Cool. I'm glad we didn't meet him then. That was weird. Will you notice if two of them are missing? Probably not. He got bored of that city long ago. Okay, good. What a strange question to ask, <laughs> Thomas. What a weird thing to ask this. At least you're starting to think about what others will man. think of you. Oh, no. So I just don't want an angry uh, right. you've quasi-deity never, coming to murder me. You've never thought of those things before. I didn't think about it when I took it, only when I found out that there's more than one. You're very cursed. <laughs> <laughs> You will never not be cursed. I think I could probably get you back the elf land. It would take a lot of effort, but I could manage it. We couldn't go back to Eidoron? It's more distant from here. Okay. Uh, the, the connections. The, there is more magic in the elf land, which makes it easier to manipulate uh, and create small doorways. Like the fairy circles. Once we're there, is there an easier way to get back to Eidoron? You said it was easy to travel from place to place, just not from here to there. How about I make you a deal? Thomas, you like deals, don't you? I do. (laughs) There is a treasure. Very ancient. Very important. Ah. The High King of all the dwarves and all the worlds once lost a war. A war with, actually, my brother, as the case had it. And my brother exacted tribute 
from the High King of the Dwarves, or they prefer the term the Low King of the Dwarves, but that's rather silly, don't you think? Anyway, to give tribute, my brother was hoping for some rare and valuable dwarven armors or weapons or fantastic devices, items, things. He wanted their ingenuity. He wanted their inventiveness. And he demanded from them an outrageous price to try and get that from them. But the dwarves, as thrifty and stubborn as they are, thought it would be much better to pay in gold than their coveted magic, their secrets. And so they made a tribute for him. They cast these thick pieces of gold from a long-dead dragon's hoard. They made a thousand of them. Did they happen to float in water? And they became a, a symbol, if you will, of the dwarves' pride and arrogance and stubbornness and of the elves' anger at them for having been cheated. Because with this tribute, they did meet the value demanded of them. Those pieces, that treasure... If you have all 1,000 of them, is one such activator, one such key that can be used to make a connection, a solid, stable connection between worlds. And I believe that it is in Elfland these days. Yeah, we brought it there. Probably probably is, yeah. Yeah, we, we brought it there. We found it in shut a well. Thomas, shut up. Fascinating. The vicissitudes of fate are are a bitch so intriguing are they not so I will make you this deal I will send you back to Elfland using all of my power you will retrieve that treasure since it seems like you know where it is it should be no big trouble and then you will bring it back to me here in fairy world and then I will be able to make us a portal so that you may return to Eideron and I may finally leave this place. Sounds like a deal. Draman? That sounds like an achievable and doable task that we can do for you. Ready? I'm ready to go home. Let's do this. So we are all agreed. Yeah. Pierre? And Pierre says, okay, that, I don't know what I can do, but okay. And he laughs. We are agreed. It will take a day or two for me to get ready, but soon you'll be in Elfland. Try and think of where the treasure might be so that I can put you as close to it as possible. Because I am impatient to leave here. Okay? We can do that. That's good. Right next to Alohuara's house. How do you seal pacts where you are from? Um, usually with a bunch of lawyers and a contract. We will need something better than that. <laughs> Use a blood oath. Thomas. We tend to... shake on it. I really want to do a joke about, like, he shakes his whole body, but... uh. <laughs> 
Feel like do it. Do it. Do it. Feel like that's some low hanging fruit. <laughs> do no, it. Please do he it. Does, he does that, and then we just like stick our hand out. We're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it in and post if you don't. He says, "How about, how about an old dwarven tradition? I do like some of the things the dwarves do." And a horn appears in his hand, and he says. Let whoever drinks from this horn be bound eternally by this oath we make to one another, so that we may all have our freedom from this cursed place. And he drinks from it and hands it to you, Draman. And I drink from it. Okay. Drink from it. There's still a lot left by the time it gets to you. In fact, it seems mostly full. Chug it. What's it taste like? It is uh, thick and hearty mead. Oh, I chug. Uh, it is about endless. half of it. So this is like the what <laughs> Thor drinking the yeah. ocean situation. Like just, oh, I just I'm keep drinking. I keep drinking. All right, uh, you keep drinking <laughs> you for the next die. several minutes. <laughs> I can't die here. Um, <laughs> you keep drinking for the next several minutes, and uh, eventually, Phantalus just starts to laugh and watch you it's clear he's fascinated by the process i have like beer like spilling out oh, of my oh mouth oh yeah uh drummond and thomas what are you doing i am in awe okay <laughs> i'm embarrassed all right Just well like he uh, he, he says Phantalus says that it will take him two days to prepare everything that he needs to send you back to elfland everyone before i let you go i just wanted to say thank you as always for listening to the show we really love making it we hope you love listening to it just as much and the next episode should be coming out in a couple of weeks if you want to know for sure when it's coming out then you'd better follow us on facebook instagram twitter one of those all three tell your friends because that's where we're going to post our schedule just as soon as we get an episode cut and lined up ready to release it's going on the Twitter. Anyway, until then, until our next episode, just remember to keep it nerdy, everyone.